What we have here is a boost. A signal, a signal boost. boost. A boost for comic book Kickstarter campaigns. Brought to you by Spoiler Country. Each episode we bring you current campaigns that we think you should support. Talk with the creators to give you insight into the project and spread the love of indie comic books. Now sit back, grab a drink, and listen to what we have to offer you today. Alright, welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kendrick Regan, that's Johnny Horsley, and today it is Kickstarter Signal Boost number nine, Johnny. Number, number nine. nine, man. Number nine. It's exciting. Not number eight, not number seven, number nine. Yeah, and last time, just to call myself out, I said it was, I told Kendrick it was number seven, number, eight, number seven, it was actually number eight, and so I messed up on that one, so... Well, whatever. It's just You're wondering funny. why it doesn't match, you know, it's it's the wrong number, but the, but the, but the, uh, the Kickstarters were still awesome on that one, so... And I just noticed... So we're not in the same location. We actually no. live many, many towns over. And we use a voice over IP connection through a company called Source Connect. Yep. And mine says sending as Kenrick. Oh, and then I get a receiving. <laughs> and John says receiving from Jay Dizzle, which I just noticed. <laughs> this is literally the first time I've ever written that. And then I was like, he's not going to notice. <laughs> Usually I just put John. Oh, my God. So thanks for calling me out, dickwad. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Because it's funny. Jay Dizzle, yo. <laughs> All right. So we have three wonderful Kickstarter campaigns to send to you guys today or to we bring to you guys today. And we have all the creators ready to go, and and we're going to do this live and in person. No, I'm kidding. We have these all pre-recorded. <laughs> right, But this right. is going to be great. We got Benjamin Kreger of The Black Suit of Death. We got Chris Reichert of Angels of Hell. I'm on that one, which I'm not on a lot of these, so this is kind of cool. And then we have John Late away, a sci-fi adventure. So this is going to be cool. Yeah, it's going to be good. These are uh, three good conversations for three books that sound like they're a lot of fun. So let's start off with the first one. And here's Benjamin Kreger with The Black Suit of Death. I'm kind of a dork. <laughs> I do a podcast about comics and talk to people like Uva Bull. Of course I'm a dork. Right? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, Ben Krieger, and I am the co-creator and co-writer of the comic series The Black Suit of Death. I also act as the publisher and I'm uh, the chief creative officer is the title I've given myself for my little comic company, Warrior Innkeeper Creative. What's the book about? The Black Suit of Death has never been easy to describe. It took years for us to figure out that uh, the easiest way to say what it is is to call it a mixed genre. Nice. Because it's, it's, it's a little bit – it's uh, science fiction, it's horror, it's comedy, and, and a little bit of satire. And so for years, our elevator speech was really like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And then we finally figured out, just call it mixed genre. There you go. There um, and, then, and then we try to tell the, the, uh, a quick story about what it is, uh, which isn't quite easy either. But um, we generally go with uh, a depressed college student uh, goes off into the desert to uh, end his life when he um, stumbles upon uh, the Grim Reaper suit. And becomes the modern day black suit of death. And uh, basically, how we imagine the story is it's a non supernatural take on the Grim Reaper mythos. Right. So if there's any originality, it's that. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have something. Uh, you gotta have something to hold on to. 
Yeah. <laughs> We've been told it was original. And like, really? We don't think it is. Um, Thanks. <laughs> but it's our, it's, our, it's our version of the Grim Reaper mythos. So in our science fiction take, it's uh, uh, the, the suit, the black suit of death, was, is an alien biomechanoid suit of armor. <laughs> it's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. It was, it was invented by a mad scientist on the planet Utopia 9, Dr. Sietzen. Uh, Utopia 9 was suffering from a population crisis that was draining their uh, energy resources. And so uh, Dr. Sietzen decided to create the Black Suit of Death in order to judge those who are worthy of Utopia, the perfect society, and those who are unworthy. And the unworthy, their lives would be sacrificed to power the planetary core and uh, fix two problems with one stone. Or one scythe in this case. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. So powering, powering the planet with the souls of the unworthy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it didn't work out too well. He uh, he got banished to Earth, and for ten thousand years, the suit has had many different pilots, uh, which what is what we call the people that uh, bond with the suit. Hmm. And uh, it's informed all our myths about death, about the Grim Reaper. Uh, stories about the river Styx, uh, the boatman, right? Right, and right. just things like and things like that. Um, and uh, that's like the long so version have, of the we alien have aliens speech. to blame for all of it. Then you're saying, right? It's always aliens. Always. Have you not seen the peacock haired guy? It's aliens, aliens, man, aliens. It's all their <laughs> fault. Um, well, I mean, they're probably not. Yeah. He's, he's probably not wrong. I mean. <laughs> You know, there's a part of me that really wants to believe it's aliens. Right. It makes it make life so much easier to get through because we get to aliens' faults on our fault. Yeah. <laughs> so who else? Yeah. Is, who else is working with you on the team to make the book? Um. So my uh, best buddy Ed Ellsworth is uh, my co-creator, co-writer, and we actually invented this character way back, like 20 years ago. Now, geez, I'm so old. Nice. Um, when we were young men. Uh, in our prime, uh, and, and still very much virgins, we <laughs> we didn't we didn't know any girls, but we wanted to make uh, we had this bright idea to make a parody of Scream. Okay, and so we used uh, Barbie dolls to play the role of Drew Barrymore. Perfect. <laughs> and we didn't have a ghost face mask, but we had a you know a blank black face or no face mask and a apocalypse cloak. <laughs> so we used that. As our villain, and you know, we made uh, uh, parodies of several scenes and kind of turned this into our own thing. And yeah, uh, so we we saw something interesting or unique about this uh, version of the killer. And uh, Ed and I uh, started along with our friends. We started working on a remake of it, something original, and we called it the Black Suit of Death. I've always loved like really long and obnoxious titles. Oh, me too. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of titles that, like, that have like, lots of <laughs> yeah. qualifiers to them. And we made the short film, and we really loved it. And then I started taking some classes at Oregon State University, um, just, just some film classes. I wasn't going for a degree because me and college don't get along. Right. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, I learned a lot, and so I started writing, you know, rewriting the screenplay, and I really wanted to make a – you know, uh, the screen parody was like five minutes long. The yeah. Black City of Death, the first one was like about 15, and I wanted to make a real short film, make it like around 30 minutes. Right, right. So I started filming it, and I got a couple scenes shot, and 
just things didn't work out. And next thing I know, it's, you know, real life is hitting everybody. Everyone's moving away, going on to their own thing. And the film never got finished. A big problem with that was budget. We didn't have any money. Right, right. <laughs> it's a huge and, stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's not my life story. So 15 years later, I get into comics. I get pulled into comics. Uh, a friend of mine uh, had me start writing books for an anthology and the next thing I know, I'm writing comics. So I give Ed a call or email. I don't know. We talk online so much. I can't remember right. if oh, we actually use the, the phone. <laughs> right? So I said, hey, remember how we didn't have a budget and we couldn't build the sets and everything? Let's do Black Suit of Death as a comic and we don't have to worry about, you know, budgets. Of course, that's total lie. You still have to worry about some budget, but it's not like you don't need 10000 bucks to make a movie. Which is great because you or, have so much more you can do. Yeah, and that's that's when Ed came back with a science fiction take on it, and we just both loved it and created this uh, whole new thing based on it, and now we're working on the series, trying to get uh, issue three done. That's pretty cool. That's, so, it, it, I love that's a really long storage short. <laughs> I mean, it's great, though. I love stories that, like, you know, I mean, it's, it, it came from a place of love, you know, a, of a love of a genre, of love of something you liked, and you just, it evolved into what it is today, you know, after all those to- all that time. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. That's really cool. That's really cool. So your book's up on Kickstarter right now. Uh, I'll have the link in the description below for listening. It's called The Black Suit of Death. It it looks really cool. I like the concept. I like the concept of taking something that's heavily rooted in this in this world as being supernatural and taking it and and spinning it to be alien. Because I mean, it just taking some taking something people know and, and spinning it on its head makes things more fun, in my opinion. I think so. Well, I, I don't know how many things in this world are original anymore. I think originality comes out of uh, telling your own version of yeah. something. Agreed. And um, one thing I really liked about reading uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, book about Norse mythology is in the uh, foreword or intro or whatever, he talks about how this is his version of the original Norse story is and he says that's part of the wonder of storytelling is uh taking something you know and, and putting your own spin on it and i thought that was really neat yeah that's and cool. um that's very true <clears throat> yeah i didn't i didn't realize that's what we were doing until i don't know i think issue one came out and people started giving me more feedback on the story it's like oh <laughs> maybe i do have something original oh, i don't know we were just writing it for fun and writing it um as part of uh, I suppose comic comic therapy because uh, the reason we chose a protagonist with depression and PTSD is is kind of so we can throw our own crap onto the character and get it out of our head. Oh yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. You always write from a place of, of of knowledge, something you have experience with in some way. You know. Yeah, uh, I like to talk about um, the truth in writing. It's like even if you're writing fiction, it has to. If it doesn't come from a place of truth, it's not going to ring. Uh, ring true with other people. Absolutely, I think, I think every good piece of literature, every good book I've read, has always come from uh, you know the author's experiences in some way to mold it out of that. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's where the best stories come from. Agreed. Is a no place gaming. of truth. So. I love no yeah. work. <laughs> oh God, yeah. One of my favorites. <laughs> him, him and Douglas Adam are my two favorite authors. Yeah. So, all right, man. I really appreciate you talking to me today, and then we'll have links out. We'll share this out. You know, everybody out there listening, check out Black Suit of Death on Kickstarter. Uh, check out the URL. Looks great. Sounds awesome. It, it, you know, if you can, if you can, go give it a back. If not, just give it a share, and, and hopefully, somebody else will uh, will back it for you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. This was fun. Yeah, no problem. Okay, that's 
That's pretty interesting. Yeah, so that one sounds pretty awesome. I, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, you know, nothing like powering a planet with the black suit. Right, and failing at it. And what's, <laughs> and what's failing. Right, and what's cool for us is uh, Benjamin provided us with copies of the first two and a half issues for us to, for nice. us to read and review. Nice. So oh, you and I, I get to read it. read that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds awesome. But There's everybody's so many... not us. Go out there and back it because it looks great and it sounds awesome. Yeah, go out there and back it. I mean, so real quick, it, there's so many stories out there revolving around the personification of death. Yeah, there are. You know, and even though this is not the personification of death, it's still it's unique in the fact that it's kind of become that with the black suit of death, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, and he says he says that the mythos in his world, the humans have or humans have earthlings have taken this suit of death and that has that has created the you know the idea of the personification of death in like in religions and stuff. So oh, that's cool. That's yeah, it's, it's it's unique. And I like that. It's playing on an old like, you know, an old tale and, yeah. and putting a spin on it which makes it brand new all over again. Absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm excited for that one. All right. So this next one is Chris Reichert in Angels of Hell. Hi, I'm Chris Reichert. I am the writer and creator of Angels of Hell. It is a post-apocalyptic tale that follows the four horsemen several months after the apocalypse has started. When the apocalypse started, they were leading the armies of hell to eradicate mankind. But in the process of that happening, something opened up in them, and now they're fighting to try to save mankind. And in this first issue, you will see them as they're trying to hunt down the last last uh, blood relative of Christ to build the human resistance against the forces of heaven and hell, because neither one of them end up being good in this. That's an interesting concept, man. I gotta tell you, that's cool. Yeah, it almost sounds like a story of redemption. It is, in a sense. Like, every one of the uh, four horsemen will end up having been human at some point in time throughout history and have a tragic backstory, of course. Something's got to happen to get the attention of the devil or whoever the fuck wants to put him in charge, right? Right. So, does this take place modern day, in the past, the future? When does it take place? It's going to be like an alternative modern day. I am going to end up throwing things in there that... You know, a more conservative crowd might not like, obviously, talking about religion. (laughs) Things like there's going to be a backstory that's more comedic based around a character named Russell. It's just going to be a chaotic. Think like how, uh, what's the character's name? It's one of the side stories on the goon that just never made sense. That's a great series. So who's the who's the art team behind this book with you? Because the art, I got to tell you that you you showed us some pages and the art looks fantastic. Yeah, it does. Looks like you got Carly and Gracia. And Gra- and, is that how you say it? And Gracia. Or yeah, it's Carly and Gracia. Then I got a uh, Vincent Alcantara on inks. A uh, Davi Komodo who's done work with um, Boom and Dark Horse and a few other guys. Yeah, the colors look great, colors. man. Yeah, the ambiance looks amazing. Looks awesome, dude. Uh, the wool. Okay, so. The art looks awesome, and the story idea sounds just different enough from what I've heard before that it seems like it's something that would be interesting to read. I mean, there's been lots of Four Horsemen stories, but I, I haven't heard one where they have to find down, find the blood altar of Christ to make sure things, you know, <laughs> keep going. And well, I've never heard humans. of a story. Yeah, I've never heard of a story where the Four Horsemen become the good guys. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's <laughs> what I was trying to say right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that look, this looks great. How do you, how do you, <clears> how do you, how do you get the idea for this? It's just going to ask the same question. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. uh, actually, believe it or not, like 
back in high school, 16 years old, so 2001. This whole thing started off as like a series of poems that started off for English class. Nice. And then I've always had an idea. A liking of things like Dante's Inferno and mm-hmm. you know story, stories like that, movies, whether cheesy or not, like End of Days, whole end of the world type scenario, and then it just eventually it turned into I want to make a comic out of this, and it's been in the process for years. The first attempt was going to be in like 2006 with an army buddy, do like a web comic type thing that fell through. Then a few years ago with another army buddy after we were well out of service but life kind of gets in the way sometimes of being able to do something creative oh yeah i know those feelings <laughs> which um that army buddy was going to do the original artwork he's got great art but more in like a tattooing cartoony style ah. and so in a way i kind of like how this art turned out a little bit better but he's josh steffi the guy that's doing the graphic design you'll see his name on that front two pages right there too yeah yeah you know this art the penciling reminds me a, a lot of fiona staples <laughs> i could actually uh, send you some original pencil files real quick if you want to check that out because it's almost that. all the detail was there in the pencils before vincent even got his inks on it I'd wow love, i'd love to see that <laughs> well carly and Gra- how do you say her last name uh his last name's Ingracia. His last name. Ingracia, sorry. His last name. Carly Ingracia. The guy does some amazing work. It's really cool. And the, the the inks and the colors, everything just pops. I can't wait to actually read it. <laughs> like, actually read the story, because visually it's really, really, really pleasing. And so the storyline should, I don't know, it, it should flow really well. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean... Definitely excited to get it out because it's just been building up in my head for so long. And hopefully this first issue pans out because I got so many other ideas to go with it over time. Yeah, that's awesome. So when does this end? When does your Kickstarter end? Uh, My Kickstarter, I plan on doing 30 days. It'll be April 2nd through May 1st, which also happens to be my birthday. So hopefully I have a very happy birthday going on there. Well, happy early birthday to you. (laughs) Yeah, happy early birthday. And what's what's the goal? Uh, I actually saved for years to self-fund most of this, and this is just for printing and yep. stuff like that. So I set a really low goal of just $1,000. So That's awesome. I have no doubt you'll hit that. <laughs> yeah, people look at these prints. They're going to be right on it. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'll definitely share this out for you and, and this episode. And we'll, I wish you the best of luck in getting out there. You have a $1,000 goal for this. It looks beautiful. I have no doubt you're going to hit that, and it probably will exceed that. Look, just looking at what we see here. Yeah, good luck, Chris. All right, thank you guys. Thank you so much. So this is a, that was a cool one, man. I'm excited for this. I thought I thought the four horsemen angle was unique in the fact that they've twisted it and they're trying to stop the apocalypse. Right, they're on be, Earth, you know. Yeah, yeah. They they were the catalyst to start the apocalypse. And then they decided, oh, we don't want this to happen. <laughs> right, right. And all of all of them get to spend time as being a human, which is kind of a, a cool twist. And yeah, and, and I, I know Chris was the author of the book, but God, the artwork of that book looks amazing. Yeah, the the artwork, the coloring, it looks really, really nice. Yeah, it's all on point. It's great. <laughs> it is all on point. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> okay, then our last one, certainly not the least, is John Late with Away, a sci-fi adventure. My name's John Late. I'm from uh, Worcestershire in England. 
and I've currently got a Kickstarter going up for my new book, which is called Away. Uh, it's been published by Mark Cozier. Artist is Grant Richards. Uh, colours have been done by Darren Stevens, and letters have been done by Robin Jones. Um, it's uh, the, the elevator pitch is a dark mashup of the Matrix Quantum Leap and 12 Monkeys. It's a time wow. and space <laughs> spanning journey of an ordinary man ripped from his family time and time again to obtain the skills he needs to save the world. That's a pretty good elevator pitch. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you hit, you hit some, uh, you hit some stories that I, I'm pretty passionate about and love. So yeah, yeah. Well, so I've, I've always been a big sci-fi fan yeah. and then, um, I started writing a book around about it must be close to about eight or nine years ago now, and and the, and a ways loosely based on that. A few of the themes and a few of the concepts I'd, I'd came up with that book, but family got in the way, and then I was thinking, right now I've, I've got a little bit of spare time to do something now, so I started writing away. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, the the um, the art looks amazing for this book. So the people doing the artwork on this colors and colors, inks, and everything look great. Yeah, yeah, Grant, Grant's amazing. I met him around about three years ago now, and uh, at a convention in Birmingham in the UK, and um, we we got talking. He's a he's a big guy. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm a six foot four guy. And he's six foot five, six foot. He's huge. He's a he's a scary looking guy, but he's one of the nicest, most so like so like um, shyest people you can meet. He's a lovely guy, but he showed me. He showed me his artwork, and I was blown, totally blown away. So I'd love love to work with you one day. Um, so I sent him a few pages over and he started doing it. I thought, wow, this, this guy knows what he's doing. That's great. Yeah. I found mostly the people who are the, the biggest people you meet are usually the nicest, you know, the, the most true of heart too, which is great. Oh, he's a lovely guy. He's absolutely, he'll bend over backwards to do, to do anything for you really. And, um, and, and once he started sending me the inks over, I thought, right, I need, I need somebody who's, who's going to be good enough to sort of like put colors on top of this. Cause it, it, you know, if, if you didn't get the right person in the right place, you know, it could almost ruin his inks, but Darren Darren Stevens has done some amazing work as well. That's great. That's great. It looks it looks fantastic. Um, so tell me why why only a fourteen fourteen day Kickstarter? Well, I've, I've done four Kickstarters previously, and I've always been a big advocate of lots of promos, starting three, four, five months before, getting as many people as you can, getting email lists, uh, newsletter right. lists, and all those sort of things. Right. But it's a bit of a different dynamic with this one, the fact that it's being published by Marcosia. Oh. So I know it's going to get printed. I know it's going to get published. So I thought, right, do minimum promo, rely on the sort of that fan base and that reader base that I've already got, and see how it goes. Drop, drop that level right down because even if I just got 10 backers, I can still get it to them. I can still get the book to them. I just have to cover paying pay Darren and uh, Grant and, and covering postage and packaging. So it was like, right, let's do a 14-day minimum promo and see how it works. As a bit of an experiment because it's sort of, it's relatively risk-free, really. Right, and it's, I mean, you've, you've already hit goal and it's, uh, uh, I mean, it, 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 the risk seemed to work out. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a matter. I'm always blown, always totally blown away by it because you let you, you you always get a little bit nervous and you get a little bit worried. Will it will it hit? Will people want to read it? Yeah. Um, but it's it's really nice having the support of so many people. It's been brilliant. That's great. So what's what was the decision to make it 84 pages? It's kind of a a long. Is it it's a full story that hit that long? It is. It is. It's um without giving any spoilers. It is. It is a part one. Um, the, oh. there is going to be a part. There is going to be a part two. Nice. Um. But it's um, you know it's it's left on a really nice cliffhanger and yeah it's going to be a little while before part two comes out, um, but yeah it's um, it's it's the longest book I've written. Uh, I think <laughs> the, the, longest, 
the longest I've done so far is probably 32 pages, and that was with Brethren Born 1. Yeah, yeah, which was a good series, too. I mean, I read the first, I think, three I bought. I got into a three or four. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's been three out. Four four should be out in the end of next year, end of this year, maybe starting next year. Nice. I remember reading that one going at the end of the end of three going, I just want four now. I don't want to wait until the next chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Life's got in the way a little bit, obviously, with the way going on. I've got a few other stories going on with with a few other anthologies as well, so... I just want to make it the best it'll be, really, because it will be the final part. Yeah. Um, and then, depending on how, how it's received, it might go into another slight arc or something like that. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, you always want to make sure you put out your best work. You don't want to half-ass anything. Exactly, man. You've got it right. Yeah, totally right. Well, I'm I'm excited for this book. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in on the bandwagon here and back this as well, so I can get a copy of it because it looks awesome. Um, oh, that'd be great. Your, your pitch Thank sold you, me. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing. Really, really proud of it. You know, some of the feedback we've got has been incredible. I had my first ever ten out of ten for uh, as, as a review today, which I've put onto the Kickstarter page. So, be nice. have a look. Nice. Um, so that that was a real big boost. It's, it's it's been really, really special. That is awesome. And um, before we go, I just want to say, you know, you're one of the writers on my Ions anthology book. You wrote a great story yep. called Super yep. Best Kept, which I'm really excited to get to draw. And I, I'm happy that through this, we've been able to um, keep in touch and help you promote this. Yeah, it's been brilliant, mate. Really look forward to seeing what you do with that. Um, it's been one of those ones where I've, n- I've never really written any sort of true sort of horror. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what you do. But yeah, really, really appreciate the support, John. Cool. Yep. Thanks. Have a good one, man. I appreciate it. Cheers, man. Cheers. Okay. That sounds pretty cool, man. Yeah, it is cool. I mean, the whole time, I mean, I love time travel stories. Time travel is just one of my, one of my loves of, of any kind of storytelling. It's just great. And like quantum leap in space. I love it. Yep, exactly. And and John is actually one of the writers on the Eins Anthology, like I had said there at the end of the interview with him. Um, he wrote a great story, and uh, I, I'm excited to, to draw it for him. You know, he he He's from across the pond. You know, he's, he's, as you can probably tell from his accent, he's from England. And what's cool about this Kickstarter that I looked at it- Not and, and Australia. Not Australia. Not Australia. Don't make that mistake. Is that this book has actually already got a publishing deal with, with Marcosia. So this oh, Kickstarter wow. is- Yeah. This Kickstarter is a 14-day Kickstarter with- a super low goal, which it's, what it's, which it's already hit to allow people to basically pre-order it and get themselves a, a, a first look book before it actually goes to print, which is awesome. That's awesome. That's great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, I mean, it, it started for well, recording this on the 13th. It started on the 12th and it's already at uh double its goal. So I mean, wow. it's pretty awesome. Wow. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely check that one out. It's uh it sounds amazing, man. I love, I love time travel stories, and the art looks great. And, and John's a great writer. You know, he wrote a really good story for from for my book. And so I'm only a little bit biased there, but you know, <laughs> yeah, that's great. So I think that's a show. That's yeah, that's the end of the Kickstarter signal boost. I mean, that's good for us today. All right, guys, don't forget we're you can hear us everywhere podcasts are heard. I don't think I really need to say much more than that when yeah. it comes to where you can hear us because we're all right. over the place. If you can't find us, tell us. Yeah, if we're somewhere that you want to be and we're not there, just let us know. But most likely, you do a search, we'll come right up. Exactly, exactly. And uh, you can talk to us on Twitter, spoiler underscore country. You can email Twitters. us on the Twitters, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Shut on up. On the Twitters, I love it. <laughs> Don't make fun of me, <laughs> it's late. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> you can email us at spoilercountry at gmail.com. You can call and leave a voicemail with us. You can call 707-646-2080. Leave us some fun voicemail. We'll listen to it. We will uh, play it on the show if we think it's appropriate. If it's not just you yelling at us, and maybe we will. Even if you do yell at us, we might play it anyways. Because you know, why not? Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Don't yep. be scared to criticize. But That's just right. remember, don't denigrate. Educate. They have perfect, perfect. And yeah. again, if you, if you have a Kickstarter coming up for your comic book or something that we think you think we would like, send us an email, splitcountrypod at gmail.com and let us know about it. And we will try to work you into a future one of these. We do this once a month with anywhere from two to four creators on here to help spread the love of any comics Kickstarters. There you guys go. And with that, we are out of here. And don't forget, as always, expand your fucking mind and read some goddamn shit. Jesus Christ. God damn it. Bye.